0: Welcome to The Bridge. Fun conversations on culture, life, and everything in between. Welcome to The Bridge. My name is Jason, and today with me is Alex. Hello, everybody. This is
1: Alex. Sure.
0: Hey, everyone. If you like this content, don't forget to subscribe. From fear of job loss to creating custom art at home, AI is changing the world so fast it's hard to keep up. We've gone from periodic disruptions in the marketplace, like the computer, to living in a continuous state of market disruption. Now people are calling people pretending to be their relatives and scamming people out of thousands of dollars at a time. Are the benefits of cloning someone's voice worth these new challenges? Should new laws be enacted? Let's talk, but it is it even us talking. You'll what do you think, know. Alex? You'll never know. <laughs> That's not Alex.
1: Am I am I am I Alex or am I
0: <laughs> She's using software to take the day off? You know,
1: you know <laughs> You know what? That would be a great scenario. Be like, hey, this is what I want to talk about. Organize my thoughts and re interact with Jason. And then if you don't have an answer to whatever Jason asks you, just say, Well, I'm not sure about that. And Jason will know to just move on. My again.
0: wife, she's a techie, you know, she loves this stuff. She mm. loves AI. She's in she is in in love with AI not like as in like a person but she loves the technology mm-hmm. and she has connected chat gpt and several other platforms like that two voice software mm. and she can make it sound like a man or a woman or how old they are or what inflection what tone what accent are they Australian are they American, yeah. whatever it is it's all Eng- English and she can have conversations with it and she asks it questions and it answers her in the voice of her choosing so in fact now that they have the ability to clone your own voice like 15 mm-hmm. minutes of talking with your phone or your device can clone your to own build voice, a she could just make mm-hmm. yeah she could just make a fake Jason we could totally have a fake Jason and a fake Alex talking. It's actually totally possible. Don't
1: right? let our producers know. <laughs> our producer will be like, we have millions of, of uh, maybe not millions, thousands of minutes of your voices. So we I can think, do whatever.
0: I think you would know because chat GPT would be way more informative than the real Jason. <laughs> <laughs> like, Wait, 1902. Yeah, and Jason
1: is extra more um, specific on the statistics today, even though we all know he loves right. statistics.
0: And, and complete sentences, right? Because yeah. AI is always, you know, chat GPT has never answered me in bad grammar and incomplete sentences. So that's how you know it's really us. Yeah, you know
1: how the teachers have been catching their students using ChatGPT to write essays and, you know, teachers like, it's too perfect. There's nothing wrong with your essay. How is that possible? Well,
0: I went to an AI plus, uh, sorry, education plus AI convention about a week ago here in Beijing at the Zhongguan Soon facilities. Mm. And they had several uh, experts there and they were, and some of them are educators. There's a Pakistani Professor, I don't remember his name But he teaches at Tsinghua University Mm. And instead of assigning people Essays, they assign them work that pertains to using AI technology. Mm. So it's not go write an essay about, you know, like whatever statistics or margin of error about something because I think he does blockchain technology but he actually, you know, go ask AI a question that it gets wrong. Tell me why it's wrong. So things Mm. like that. So where you're actually interacting with AI and using, learning how to use it and learning its
1: limitations. I think I briefly mentioned it that um, when ChatGPT first blew up and we were able to access chat GPT uh, for unlimited interaction in a given time period at work we were all trying and then people were posting their chat history with chat GPT uh, one of them posted his success case where he trained chat GPT into Talking as if it was a sixteen-year-old <laughs> high school oh, female high school saying, student, yeah. and not right, and not reveal that it's an AI language model. Because usually, when you ask him to, sorry, not him or her, you when you ask ChatGPT to be something or say something that has subjective, that involves a lot of subjective opinions, it'll identify itself as an AI language model first, um, and say that he can't, as an AI language model, ChatGPT can't give you an answer, but through repetitive very specific training for at a given moment it can sort of just pretend to be uh someone someone else's identity and that is a little worrisome for alex
0: Well, a friend of the show uh mario cavallo he's uh he likes the idea of interacting with chat gpt and similar platforms and we were having a conversation about its limitations. And one of the things that it has a problem with is giving you citations. Mm. So it will claim to know about a certain thing, whether it's right or not. And sometimes it's, in fact, wrong. But it will sometimes, depending on the topic, refuse to tell you how it knows that or where that information originated. Mm. So, but there are other forms of uh, AI software far superior to ChatGPT. And you can ask it, oh, okay, what you know, you're saying such and such thing about like aeronautics give me like 100 citations that confirm or you know are on this topic and it'll just drop down tons and tons of citations so so you can actually go and do the research yourself and find out the nuances because ai isn't isn't that i'm sorry i'm i know this goes against the grain of what people are saying it's not that smart (laughs) and it makes mistakes all the time and so it does we are still smarter than it in terms of writing an essay that is correct that takes in nuance that that takes into human accountability. That looks at things reasonably. It's just reproducing what it thinks the general arguments that have already been made are.
1: Yeah, i can't make something new. It's coming from things that already is just existed on the internet. You know, the other day we at hmm. trivia we did uh there was a picture round where all of the photos were generated by AI. They used uh, Mid Journey, hmm. and then of course it wasn't perfect. It was missing. Someone was missing a finger or whatever. <laughs> and, oh no! Yeah, you. Know, Know, it was kind of it was kind of funny and some people younger people who are really overly excited about the capabilities of ai uh are using ai to like you know like they're oh they can write our uh, i read our essays or they could do our homework mm-hmm. and they could do the some people even which i think needs to be regulated um even use it for their actual work in a professional setting and claim that's wow i think a lot of people are saying we shouldn't limit now of course we shouldn't limit the possibility of of science advancement but there are just certain things that needs to be put under regulation for a little bit you know like you can't just say this is my drawing and it's yeah it's ai's work
0: oh yeah you're listening to the bridge Well, I mean, there are a lot of lawsuits right now flying around because, okay, say you're um, Chuck Close, right? Mm. You've painted hundreds, if not thousands of paintings. Yeah. And now when someone asks for certain kinds of pixelation or certain kinds of uh, Dadaism, it's going to replicate your work style. And so... It, that's you're literally copying me. But I guess, you know, you have young artists, they could try to copy Chuck Close's style. Yeah. But the thing is people create a whole new genre sometimes. Mm. And then AI just sucks that up and is like, Yeah, now I can make a bunch of Jackson Pollock. I'm sorry, that's a terrible artist. <laughs> you know, I was trying to think of someone better. Mm. Uh I hate Jackson Pollock's paintings.
1: Man. <laughs> I don't know who that is, but I Oh, I'm...
0: he's the guy who just like splatters paint all over stuff and puts cigarettes out on it and everyone's like, Oh my god, he's a genius. <laughs> no, he's not.
1: Let's make art, Jason. I Drizzle
0: paint everywhere and put my cigarettes out on the kitchen. Let's make art together. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you know, one of the problems with it, you know, we're way off topic, we're supposed to be talking about voice replication AI. So let's get back yeah. on point. I have so many things I want to talk say about AI too, but I think we need to stay focused. So this is an article by Samantha Murphy Kelly, CNN, um, May 16th, 2023. Your iPhone will soon be able to replicate your voice after 15 minutes of training. Mm. And so I'm sure that after Summer hears this, she's going to be doing that. <laughs> and she's probably going to make me want to talk to her iPhone for 15 minutes too. I will have to say no. No, yeah. no. Anyways, so people are deep faking themselves and their friends and famous actors and uh you know i it's a lot of fun mm. but there are also big problems uh because People are actually using this to pose as people's relatives, especially mm. older people, mm. calling their gran- people's grandmothers, saying, oh, no, I'm in a bunch of trouble. Can you please wire me yeah. $10,000 immediately or yeah. I will not be able to get out of this predicament? And then grandma is rushing to off to the bank to send her kid $10,000 because she thinks she's saving their life. Mm. And in reality, it's just some some guy you know in his ba- mom's basement in arizona or whatever yeah. sorry people from arizona didn't mean to pick on you
1: yeah that's always <laughs> my, that's always my big fear i remember when deep face first came out and then the when the when the whole voice replication thing came out i had the same fear i was like oh my god you can just pretend to be a person and then call my friends or call my uh, family and say oh i did this because this kind of scams have existed for so long when i first yeah, yeah. moved to the states my parents and my cousins they messaged me separate they're like they messaged on my phone because on my QQ which is like kind of uh, the you know the, the the pre-existence of uh any other internet chat tools that are super popular today uh someone apparently hacked my account and told my parents that uh I washed my bank card in the washing machine. Mm. So I don't have money now. And then they need uh, the the quote unquote, I need about like a hundred K to be wired. A hundred K? To this new bank account. And I was like, first off bank card can be washed. Like, I'm pretty sure they'll survive. Yeah. It's just a plastic card. Yeah. And plus like, just washing the bank card is not going to take all of my money away but you know even though my parents and my other relatives didn't believe that it still worried them for a little bit because they they are worried about you they love you and they always going to assume that something in case something happened to you they need to help you um but one of my friends college roommates mom actually lost 300k to the scam because she was standing in the UK and similar thing the similar thing happened to her and she actually did wire the money to the to the other Account and it's hard for them mm-hmm. to take the money back. So I'm like, I yeah. can only imagine if someone who sounds like me calls my parents, they're probably gonna do whatever. They tell my parents to do sorry I always Go to the dark side first
0: <laughs> No I'm thinking the same thing I need to warn my girl I need to warn right? my mom Like, yeah. but How
1: are you going to for example if if An unknown number calls your parents I guess and it's
0: your voice I ha- That's a very good question and you got my brain Stimulated I guess it's going to be like um, A password or not even a Password a question so every time you Call your mom she's like going to have to say yeah. When you were in seventh grade You know like and <laughs> ask you a question Yeah so you're going to have to oh my gosh, this is a horrible world we're creating. That's actually what I wanted to talk about. So in this article that I, I quoted above, they talk about why Apple is building personal voice. Mm. That's what their mm. the name of their system is. And it's you know for people with disabilities people who lose their voice, people Mm. who maybe they want to replicate. And it says this feature has not yet been released. A deceased family member. Mm. So I guess for therapeutic reasons. So there are all kinds of reasons that they have. But the reality is it doesn't seem like these are necessary, mm. like reasons. They're just convenient, nice things to show Apple is really awesome or something. So here's another article. I want to get to the really the deep part of this. Mm. This is CNN. Mom, these bad men have me. She believes scammers cloned her daughter's voice in this fake kidnapping. So people called this lady De Stefano mm. and said that uh, sh- they had kidnapped her daughter, and if she didn't pay, if they didn't pay the ransom. Uh, that they would, you know, dispatch her daughter. And she called 911 immediately. And they were apparently quite easily able to uncover that this wasn't real. And she also got a hold of her real daughter within a few minutes. Mm. So... She got out of it and didn't have to uh, pay the the ransom. But uh, according to this article, Americans lost two point six billion last in imposter scams. Mm. And some of those are increasingly related to voice uh, Mm. voice scams.
1: Um, This kind of thing. When I read this, I'm just thinking, how do I how do I even decide? How do I even have that you. doubt it's not in my mind no, that kidding. this could be fake? Go ahead.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, that's a great question. How would you? You have secret. Every every couple, right? You know, this is easy for you cu- couples, right? So you have yeah. a boyfriend. I have, I, I'm i married. Yeah. It's, we have a lot of insider stuff we would know right away that it's us if we wanted to check. You know, there's the stupid things that you only say to yeah, each other. But
1: that's if we could think right. to check. That means we already have a presumption when we get this that it could every time we hear their voice, we should be. Uh, skeptical about it, and we should be aware of the possibility. Well, if
0: they call from a number that's not their regular number, right? That's true. That would be that would be maybe when you would check. It's not. Oh, this is not my. This is not Dalton's number. This is some other number. Yeah. Claiming to be Dalton. Oh, really? What terrible name did I call you yesterday in the <laughs> afternoon?
1: <right? laughs>
0: like ten times while I was singing a nursery rhyme. What's my
1: nickname? <laughs> What's my nickname that you gave me? Yeah. Do you remember that yeah.
0: time that I I hit you in the head in that hotel in send you. yeah what was the it was the terrible thing you called
1: which me right s- after that. okay
0: <laughs> going a little too far yeah okay so this um this is johnson of the fbi it doesn't say the full name here right away but johnson mm. of the fbi shared some tips about how to avoid getting scammed so we got to share mm. these don't post information about upcoming trips on social media it gives scammers a window to target your family so if you say oh we're up in the air and then mm, <laughs> like that's yeah oh gosh okay they're not available for a few hours it's perfect time right I know so don't let people know that you're going to be unavailable
1: yeah I watched some movies uh, a couple of shorts where um, people were attacked or their their houses were broken into because they were posting, where they were, you know, they home alone. They, they, right? <laughs> the police, the fake cop shows up and we're, oh, we're all that going to true. Paris. So you can take care of the house for us. Right? That <laughs> is true. That is true. But it's like, you know, the a lot of, uh, especially with the, there are a lot of movies about stalkers that because people post their, like, they post things instantly, like, oh, I'm going to this place right now. And then they post it. They're like, I'm going here at this moment. So people, if they knew your routines, they would know that how long you're going to be away for Mm. all of that so I get a little paranoid and I don't I barely post things that I'm currently doing and I'm not gonna say Mm. how long after I do it just so that just in case you know, no, I have the same. Find out.
0: I'm exactly like you. I have a lot of followers on a lot of platforms. And so I only tell people at least 24 hours after what I've been doing. Yeah. I never like say, okay, I was just here like 10 minutes ago. Never. I always do. It's like, oh, yesterday I was doing such and such thing. Yeah. Because I don't want people to know where to find yeah, me.
1: Yeah. I think that's a, that's a good uh practice to have, especially with, I don't think we need to be paranoid. I don't think we need to just, you know, not enjoy life for the fear of this, but... Maybe because Jason, you and I were probably, again, a little older and little whatever. It doesn't hurt to be just a little bit extra safe about things. Oh, yeah.
0: You're listening to the Bridge. Number two, and this is exactly what we were just talking about, create a family password. So now you need a password for your computer and your family members. Yeah,
1: I I need to step wow. up on that game. I'm very bad with the password. It specifically says if someone calls you
0: and said they kidnapped your child, you need a kidnap password. So your children need to know their kidnap password. I guess it's like a safe word, but it's for like kidnap. Or
1: it could just be like, you know, um, it could just be the same thing we were saying earlier. Like, I don't know if I want to give my kid a password for (laughs) kidnap.
0: What kind of world? Yeah, what kind
1: of world are we building? That's a little too sad. Yeah, that's a little too sad, Jason. And it could just be like, you know, they do that all the time in all kinds of movies. They're like, oh, did you like, are you okay with the egg you ate this morning? And then they say, yeah, sure. And be like, oh, you're lying. We didn't eat breakfast at all. (laughs) You know, it could be something like that. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Mm. That's a good. So you just ask them a question about something obvious. And then if they get it wrong. Then you know that's not the person. It's like, I'm not paying this kid kids ransom but it really is your kid and they just got the days god no see 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 we could write short stories that would just terrify people number three if you get such a call buy yourself extra time to plan and alert law enforcement write a note to someone else in the house and let them know what's going on to call someone johnson said Mm. i would probably be the person who called the police right away but they always say, whatever you do, don't call mm. the police. In the movie, anyway, right?
1: Yeah, and then it's like, you get bad results if you call, if you bad results if you don't. So it's like, that's a hard call to make,
0: wow. quite literally. Oh gosh, this is scary stuff. This is not this kind of fun stuff that we should be doing. We can,
1: we can turn this one fun as well. <laughs>
0: Gosh! If you're in the middle of a virtual kidnapping and there's someone and else in the house, ask them to call the nine one one or call the mm, FBI.
1: Yeah, yeah, sure.
0: Okay, yeah, everyone has their own cell phone. Yeah, <laughs> you, you seem to have doubts about this one. Alex. No,
1: I'm just, I just feel like this list is following things that mm, that's not the most important that'll help with a virtual kidnapping. You know what? I, you know what I mean?
0: Like, oh, I see. virtually. Well, I mean, the FBI might might be better at determining. If it's a real kidnapping, number one and number two, the FBI or the the real police might be able to find the people because the first thing I would want to know is my family member is actually of safe. Second thing, I would want revenge for them doing this to <laughs> us. So I would definitely want the FBI to catch this person. You know?
1: Yeah, but again, it all depends yeah. on whether you will cast some doubt on whether this is a virtual or like a you know a scam kidnapping mm. or real kidnapping.
0: Do you know the guy? I don't remember his name. He he goes on uh, YouTube and he calls scammers he gets he scams scammers into calling him and then exposes them and calls the police in those countries and has the police arrest them while he's on the call with them Mm -mm. there is a guy he's um, a very famous YouTuber if you write in like you know scammers uh, uh uh, FBI or something. He, this guy, he has blue hair. He goes. Uh-huh. He's on YouTube all day, every day, and he's constantly scamming scammers and getting scammers to scam him and unscamming people that have been scammed. And like, he gets the police and like other countries and in the United States to go arrest these people all the time. Oh wow. it's, it's fantastic. I worry about his life though because <laughs> he he's making a lot of enemies.
1: I know, and it takes a lot of um, energy and acting skills. I tried to do something like that at work one. Because as we all know, I work at a, you know, a big tech firm. Uh, with a very popular internet product. Mm -hmm. One day I got, I was sitting at my desk and I got a phone call from these scammers and asking me if I want to make money by working for um, one of the KLLs and helping them grow traffic, which is against the rules of our, you Mm -hmm. know, the rules and regulations of our company product. And I just put my phone on speaker and everybody was trying to listen to, and I try to make a good show out of Mm -hmm. it. I try to ask that person more details about what they mean by growing traffic and how much money I could make. But I just started laughing like within not even 10 seconds and I just had to hang up because it was just too funny Yeah,
0: I have a a similar issue with non-compete but I I don't think I would do that to them I get a lot of people who ask me oh will you participate with us in making you know a video and I'm like nope I won't and then they some of these people won't get the the hint it's frustrating anyways Mm. next one this is number five be wary and this is an obvious one be wary of providing financial information to strangers over the phone always that seems pretty obvious right I wouldn't even when I'm dealing with a legitimate company i have a problem with linkedin right now linkedin's like you need to prove you're actually you can you upload a picture of your passport? And I was like, hmm, I don't know if I trust you, LinkedIn. What? Yeah, LinkedIn it wants to make sure I'm really me. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to give you my a picture of my passport, LinkedIn. I know that this is LinkedIn, yeah. but still, you know, like I don't think I have that level of trust with just some random website, LinkedIn.
1: That's a little, look, here's here's my dilemma. I know it's interesting that you mentioned that as we're talking about more technology t- could fake identity because there are some products, you know, um, on top of using facial recognition, some devices or products also use voice recognition Mm. like they ask you to say something to verify whether it's you but if this whole voice replication thing became more popular became more accurate or more specific that could really mimic 99% of how how your voice is Mm. Um, and I just realized I'm trying to add more intonations as I speak right now so that it's harder to (laughs) replicate my voice Um, oh we've got hours and hours and hours of you Alex (laughs) oh god no (laughs) Uh, but yeah like would you be how would you be able to identify whether it's a real me or the replicated me Mm -hmm. so like i understand there's the need to increase identity security on these websites but also at the same time for example paypal asks you to upload uh the lease you know where you live and your id information um and of course your name on everything Mm -hmm. to to, to, to PayPal to again verify it's really you. So I was like oh so if anyone could hack into my PayPal account oh, yeah, then yeah. it could send money, receive money, knows where I live and knows who I am. So that's a little, it's just a little extra creepy, mm. you know. Well
0: actually that's kind of why I liked the way that WeChat uh, for, I don't know how it works for you you guys the actual Chinese folks but for us foreigners it's very complicated. And in order to link my WeChat to my bank I needed to go to the bank and give them over my uh, phone for like a few minutes and let them link it and they it took the whole process took like an hour mm of like stamp this, sign this, stamp... This. So I know that my WeChat is really linked to the bank very carefully. So oh, f- it makes me feel secure about the manner in which is... Because it would be very difficult to replicate this process without me there.
1: That's a little too much work to replicate, you know? Um, yeah, For us, I think we just upload a... We just scan our ID card, but our ID card has a lot of information on it. It's not just a piece of paper. Um, and then facial recognition, mm. so...
0: um, So this is number six. Most importantly, don't... Don't trust the voice you hear on the call. So we can't even trust our loved one's voices anymore. (laughs) If you can't reach a loved one, have a family member, friend, or someone else in the room try to contact them for you, because that seems, I mean, FBI, I'm sorry, lots of love. You do good things, you stop bad people. But how can you reach someone who's been kidnapped? So it doesn't really make a lot of sense.
1: Yeah, what if they really are kidnapped? Yeah, and then
0: then they're just going to be like, oh, hey, how's it going on their phone? Because their phone's been taken away by the kidnapper. Exactly. So
1: that's why I'm like, this list is like, okay, fine, I hear you. But how actually applicable, how practical these uh, tips are? I don't know. I think I think the most important thing is don't give them your financial information mm-hmm. over over the phone, and don't send people money. I
0: think I think it is a good idea. In fact, whether they say don't ca- contact the authorities or not to contact. contact the authority. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's probably. I would be way out of my league with this kind of stuff. I wouldn't know where to start or what to do. So I would definitely want to contact the appropriate authorities to get some help. Yeah. you're listening to the bridge I do want to talk about something a bit different. I'm old. Yeah. So when I was a kid, <laughs> what an opener, we, had, we watched movies about, yeah, I do this all the time now. It's my new thing. It's the Jason routine. That's how you know it's really me. It's my, it's my password. Now
1: you've told AI. So,
0: <laughs> so when I was, I, I was living in the 80s and 90s, we had movies about the future. Like, for example, The Sixth Day with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Mm. In that movie about the distant future, they had a company called Repet. So if your pet dies, you can just go to a cloning facility in this movie and they would just make your pet again. So you could keep having your pet and start over now. Now, This sounds unbelievable and ridiculous, but unthinkable in 1991 or whenever this movie came out. Mm. But we have companies in the world today that can repet you if you have the money. You can go to certain places where they will make a duplicate of your pet, and Mm. you can repet. And now we're here talking on about AI, and the voice on the phone may not be your actual uh, loved one. I feel in a way now that we are in the future. That in fact we are in the future. It doesn't feel like the present because someone like me when I I was a kid, these things were unthinkable. And now these things are ubiquitous with life. It's so bizarre and surreal. It
1: happened so fast as well. Yeah. Yeah, I remember I remember uh, I think Deepfake came out four or five years ago, maybe, and it was just like a you know a, a thing, and I was like, no one will be able to to do this, to operate this. And then a real engine came out with uh, Metahuman, human I was like, oh god, people can totally do this. This is so easy to do. And then the whole uh, mm-hmm. voice replication thing—I I don't know if you've heard it. There's so many because there's so many short videos on the internet right now right and then a lot of them have narrations Mm -hmm. actually most of the narrations that you hear nowadays Mm -hmm. are not done by real people it's done by ai so if it's Mm -hmm. a long script Mm -hmm. like from here there you you do catch a slip like if it's not written in a very very grammatically uh correct way if it's if it's casual anyhow just a little bit AI might slip a little bit so you know that it's AI, but also it's like there's no way that a, a human being reading the script could maintain the same tones and, and ups and downs and and the whole voice right. so consistent throughout the whole, throughout like a 10 minute video so you know it's an AI, but you're right. It does, ha- it does happen mm-hmm. really fast, but there's one thing I just want to say that sometimes I think I have great ideas and people need to just ask me and if they could just make, realize my ideas they'll be billionaires. 1-800-Alex. Yeah, I know. You know, when I was in high school, because we're using in high school still using those like they're cute pretty but they're not smartphones you know i didn't have an iphone in high school it was flip phones and the slide phones that were good but the battery runs out too and so i was always thinking in high school so like, what if my battery if it say if i still have 80 percent phone battery my friend only has 20 percent, and i could just give my 80 like to my friend's 20 percent battery mm-hmm. and i was like that would be great mm-hmm. and now huawei does it and xiaomi does it all of these phones, to could just give another phone their battery if they have more and the other phone doesn't have that much.
0: I think that's part of the idea of innovation. You see a need, fill a need, right? So everything yeah. we can imagine that would be useful gets done. Here's the concern now. Mm. Should we allow as a society, you know, maybe each individual nation needs to decide or state or town or whatever. But sh- should we l- allow as a society software that clones actual People's voices. Mm. It seems that there are far more dangers than benefits. If someone is paraplegic and they're using vo- voice software and they're using their real voice from ten years ago, mm. that I mean, that seems very nice. Maybe that person needs a permit or something, right? Absolutely, can permit them to do so. But say you copy a real person who didn't sell their voice, a voice to you or whatever. Yeah, because you could have actors and actresses who will sell their voice likeness. But if if no one has, maybe it should be illegal. Maybe your voice belongs to you. And when someone else replicates your voice without your consent, that's a crime. What do you think? Alex? I think the
1: only way to keep this safe is to make it, uh, what's the word? You know, like you could only,
0: Bio-legal, legal, for example, bio, you or? can
1: only unlock it with your mm-hmm. fingerprints ah, or see. they have to detect body fluid from your, from you. To know that it's your exact bio information, it's your it's your bio right. information, bio yeah. info.
0: You, we should own our all of our own DNA and related. Yeah, it. like all yeah. of that
1: information can only be created if it's authorized by with your bio info every time you try to activate it. Mm. Um, but then again, at the end of all of this, is a huge uh, conversation on how much you can trust technology and who's regulating all of this giant information pool that we're all going to have our uh, bio-info. Right. Well,
0: I I think they're going to need AI to do it because there's no way just some cops, right, (laughs) can just keep up with everything that's going on. So these... We need
1: AI to trust AI. It's the most paradoxical um, circle of arguments. An entire task force, right? So
0: the FBI isn't enough. There would have to be a different, separate organization just for the United States, one country alone, Mm. just to supervise all of the things that are happening and they'll have to be subsections for voice and subsections for like are scientists using your DNA without asking you and all this other stuff I mean it's I I don't think we're getting even close because I I hate to spring up something really morbid here Mm. but there are universities in California and other places in in the United States that have bones that belong to Native Americans and there are legal debates that have been going on for more than a decade about who gets these bones Mm. and some of the tribes want them back and can't seem to get them back out of the university system System. And so it's just impossible to keep up with all of the disruptive technology, and all it's it's it impossible is, it to keep is. up with the old, outdated technology. <laughs> it's so challenging. We've entered a, a period where everything is changing so fast that we humans can't seem to even keep up with all the changes.
1: I feel like Jason in this whole rapidly changing era. I have a very good mentality, and I don't know if this is going to be applicable or helpful to our audience, but. The way I try to position myself in today's technology is that it's really hard for me to get excited about any new technology that comes out, any new device that comes out with something that's so innovative. I'm just like, I'm not surprised. I, I have an idea of how capable we are as humanity, you know, when we gather all of wisdom and all of these like super pioneering. Makes food out of air. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Not? Of exactly. Like, how is that impossible? <laughs> I knew it was possible. So it's like, I don't get excited and I generally don't get excited about new technology. And then I don't get mm. like, I don't get scared by them either. Like, you know, I just feel like we are the majority of the population on Earth are going to share the pain and the benefits of these technology advancements together, no matter how you feel about it. Mm. Like if you feel too excited about it, Maybe you'll see the downfall and you'll maybe learn the lesson a little bit uh, in a little bit of harder way. And if you only see the downside, then you're going to be left out. Mm. So mm-hmm. just know, like, just know from a recognition perspective that these things are happening and just don't be scared and don't be don't get too excited about it. Maybe that'll help.
0: I think I, I agree with you to some extent. I think that the fear of AI is preventing some people who are very concerned about ethics from participating in it and this is the reality if you work in any kind of company besides, like, I don't know, service industry. Like, if you're not one of the people in your company learning how to incorporate AI into your work, you're not going to be one of the people that keeps working with your company in a year from now. Yeah, people who are able to integrate these technologies into their current skill sets are the ones that will be able to maintain their jobs. Yeah. It's just like in then in 1985 or 1990. Oh, do you have you know computer skills? Can you yeah. use Word? And it's like no. Okay well you're redundant and useless oh yes you can <laughs> great you're hired you can use a computer I, mm, yeah exactly i
1: will i will just i'll just say if that creates any kind of um anxiety for people who are not the best or the fastest with uh learning uh, new technology technological skills just know how it works or know why it works just from a very General perspective, like okay, okay, this is how this is how exactly this is how ChatGPT works. It just uh, you have to talk to it for it to give you information. You don't have to know exactly how to talk to it to get the best information out, but at least know the logic, the kind of the underlying logic of any new technology. Cryptocurrency, you don't care about it, that's fine, but know kind of it uh, exists, why yeah. it existed, yet yeah, that it exists in the first place, exactly, and why it exists and what you know what might it do. Um, there's so much information, so much research online you could get. And you don't have to know exactly how to operate it. And you could just stand by the things that you know the best to do. For example, if you're a manager and you know management which is still a human job to do, but there are always going to be new tools mm-hmm. that come up very constant to help you with your management. So just know, you know, when the new tools come out, like, okay, I'll understand the, the, the logic of it so that when training comes your way, it'll be a lot easier for you to pick mm-hmm. it up. Mm-hmm. I, can,
0: I, I agree mm-hmm. with that pretty much exactly. Like, have a, at least get your feet wet minimum you know just like know exactly exactly. which one does what and like you know i actually was a little resistant i was like oh yeah sure whatever that just sounds fun but then i see summer my wife using it i'm like (laughs) that is amazing let me use that i want to play now yeah (laughs) yeah it's actually really cool some of the stuff that it can do so i actually am learning from her because she is like at the temperament. It's like, oh, there's a new technology out. I want to use it immediately. Mm. What is it? How do I get it? And she gets it and she starts playing with it immediately and spends like days buried in it. And then like, yeah. I, I get to reap the rewards of her already knowing how to use everything because she teaches yeah. me.
1: But you know what What I think uh, voice replicating, if we're just com- bringing it back to today's topic a little mm-hmm. bit, would be yeah. useful <laughs> just from, you know, being in a corporate for so long. People um, have to go to so many different meetings. Just thinking like these meetings where you kind of just report in, we'll call them stand-ups uh, either mm-hmm. weekly, biweekly, or monthly, where you just have to read or just very generally quickly describe things that projects that you're currently doing that are uh, of higher priority level. Mm. Those meetings, like if you don't want to go, you can just like, you know, have your voice uh, replica go do it for you. (laughs) But then on the flip side, if you think about it, if everyone sends in their voice replica, what's the what's the (laughs) point of having that meeting?
0: (laughs) Well, I think Elon Musk is his idea about the uselessness of these meetings has gone global and increasingly smart companies are doing away with irrelevant meetings. Mm. And if you live work in a company that isn't way behind the times. You're listening to The Bridge. So I wanted to talk about something interesting because mm. I am a doomsdayer about the voice technology. Mm. I very much think that there need to be regulations about people controlling, the, like having copyright over their own voice or whatever, patent to their own, whatever it is. That I think it's extremely important that government institutions around the world, like, take it very seriously so that we can prevent, like... Crime, basically. oh, one hundred percent. But I also think that there are so much like possible because of it, and it's so cool. Not just because of the reasons that are listed by the uh, Apple Technology mm. Company, for example. I have a friend mm-hmm. named Alex Sure, She very much dislikes the movie Passengers <laughs> because Jennifer <laughs> Lawrence is in it. But let's say we could we had another actress yeah. that Alex did like. We could use AI to insert that person's likeness as Jennifer Lawrence's face, uh-huh. you know, and voice. And then we could she could enjoy the movie by watching the movie with a different for myself. actress and enjoy what Passengers is, you know. Yeah, just for Alex so she could say yes I really like Passengers it was really great because uh you know I don't know Grace Moretz was in it yeah.
1: <laughs> Really it's like everybody still sees Jennifer Lawrence and I see uh whoever that I like well, think about
0: they have the new uh VR coming out all the time and it's crazy like it's definitely coming metaverse in spite of the fact that what is it Facebook Meta lost a trillion dollars or whatever uh this is still going to come out eventually and be successful Yeah Alex and Jason could sit, you know, in the same movie theater and watch the same movie. But each of us watch our with the actors and actresses that we prefer. Mm. And then we both enjoy the movie because it has like, I don't know, I like Bruce Willis or something. Actually, you know, not. But I could say I want every character in this movie to be Bruce Willis.
1: (laughs) That would be a very interesting thing to look at. (laughs) I mean, that is a really cool idea.
0: So maybe, Mm. you know, even this even works for people. I'm not a cancel culture person very much. But say you are, but you really enjoyed like your House of Cards and they've canceled Kevin was, <laughs> Spacey. Uh, Spacey, right? Oh. You, could er- you could erase Kevin Spacey and put in whoever you like instead and still
1: enjoy the TV and show. And that kind of just defeats the purpose of having people act in movies, no? Maybe
0: you don't have an actor in the future or you know you just have like some random person fill in the space and do the motions Aye. and then you could just you have a scroll down and it says oh these are the 500 actors who we paid to do their yeah. likeness and you choose the one that you like and then have you seen the all the Arnold Schwarzenegger videos on YouTube? What
1: do you, I've seen his movies. Okay
0: maybe it's me because I clicked a, too many of them or something uh-huh. but I'm constantly offered at least one video where a famous movie scene has been acted by all Arnold Schwarzenegger and it has his voice and his face likeness wow so I can watch I've watched so many famous (laughs) scenes like from the Godfather oh and it's his voice 2001 is Space Odyssey where someone is saying something like how or you know but it's like oh my
1: god that's hilarious you know
0: (laughs) it's Arnold Schwarzenegger in all of the and someone's just done hundreds of them so you can just watch him doing he's even plays oh no like pretty woman he, Yes 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 But it's not really him. I know I know Someone with AI technology Who knows how to do this It's just like a Dalton Who's like Got a yeah. lot of free time On yeah. his hands And like he's just Making all these Really cool like videos Where Arnold Schwarzenegger Plays every yeah. actor Even Little Orphan Annie Was done The little girl Was Arnold You know
1: you know who I Who I thought of When uh, we first started episode Even you know Looking at the topic I thought of our friend Who has ever Who's come on the show Before mm. uh, A couple of actually we've talked to Kay mm-hmm. Gambit we've talked to a friend Todd who mm-hmm. are both
0: voice actors voice
1: actors you know are there job's going to be safe if voice replicating is going to be you know they could just use their voice sample and then they could just replicate their voice to dub over you know new movies or new tv shows and then there comes another question this here's a tricky one you know how Kay talks about he could do different accents because he is behind camera but if you use a replicated voice to do different accents is that a little racist in one way or another? There are a lot of questions to think about, you know. Mm, I think
0: voice actors will still be around. This The reason I say this is, you know, photography made painting kind of irrelevant, but people still do hyper-realistic painting. It's not just like mm. everyone switched to abstract. No, mm. there's still hyper-realistic Oil paintings that people pay you know millions of dollars for new ones. That's that are true. New. That's true. And then photography, mm. you know, seems like it became irrelevant because you everyone has a cell phone, everyone has a camera, but there's still professional photographers, probably just as many as there were before. So my feeling is that there we're going to continue to need voice actors mm. for all kinds of different reasons that it's hard to anticipate. Yeah, I and it's it's just going to ma- be matter if someone's a real professional or not because I'm sure like in the 1970s, if you had a great camera, you were just a photographer right then. Yeah. But now you have to actually be really good at being a photographer. You
1: need to be really yeah. creative, really skilled. Hundreds,
0: know? if not thousands, of real professional photographers all over the world doing really important work of all kinds. Mm. So, you know, it's just a matter of that voice actor is gonna have to be as good as Kay and Todd. Yeah. You can't just pop into it and say, ha I'm here.
1: Yeah, that's, a, that's kind of the same with uh, a lot of the other industries as well, it's always the people that with the best skills and the most passion and the most creative that are going to be safer, let's say, from these waves of technology development.
0: Well, Let's actually just ignore the law. You know, there's Alexa and Siri and all of these. You can make that someone you love, right? So instead of, or someone you're teasing, Mm. right? So you have like your son who has not been very nice to you for a few days. So you make Alexa into his voice and then like, (laughs) you know, close the window shade, call it his name his name is Daniel right yeah. Daniel closed the window shades yeah. okay mommy and then it closes yeah. And it says, hey, mom that's my voice you can't do that there's also so many applications I want my phone to sound like people that I know and, and like yeah you have a message or whatever
1: like I mean I guess we could do that now I could just record them but I wouldn't need their permission if I have this definitely off. and can I just acknowledge just one thing that I noticed from you know uh, with Apple's development of this feature mm-hmm. and I do want to give tech companies the props for doing this because we don't call siri or amazon or these other you know voice assistance features we don't call them ai because they're not technically mm-hmm. ai right they could only there's only built-in stuff quest, there are a lot of times the questions you ask they're not in the pool of their knowledge then they can't, they'll say, sorry, I don't understand it, or sorry, Mm -hmm. I can't help with that. These Hmm. features all have their own name. Like, they're called Siri, they're called Alexa, they're called whatever. Mm -hmm. But for this voice replication program... Um, it's called personal voice with both P and V capitalized, and it's used as a proper noun to make sure that people when people use this feature, it's not fun. It's not something that's like a character. It's mm-hmm. your personal voice that's being replicated. And that's actually, I think, from a design perspective, they're trying to make sure people are aware of what they're doing. And that's a really might look really trivial. It might look like like something to people who are not really paying attention to it, just like, oh, they're just called it a more boring name. But from a product design perspective, that actually conveys the idea or the their morality behind this feature a lot in terms of which place, where on the spectrum do we stand on what we think this product could do?
0: I agree with you 100%. I also think that as soon as one, you know, whoever makes it to market first usually wins. But as soon as these software are Mm. up there more and more, it'll just become ubiquitous. Everyone will have their own version. There'll be like dozens and dozens. There'll be like the open iOS version or whatever. Mm. When chat GPT came out, it was the first to market. That's why everyone confuses... Writing software with the term Chat GPT. In America, for example, mm. we don't call tissues tissues. We don't say, can I have a tissue? Mm-hmm. We say, can, may I have a Kleenex? Mm. It doesn't matter if it's the brand Kleenex or a different brand. Americans, 95% of them will just call it a Kleenex anyway, because Kleenex is, owns the market. They're the, the owner of tissues in America, like vernacular. Mm. So maybe you're right, personal voice and having it uh, only uh, work for you that you. You control your own voice when it's in the iPhone. It all makes sense. But, you know, when two dozen other companies copy it, it's going to just be Mm. everywhere. People will just be holding their phone under the table during dinner conversations and replicating people.
1: Mm. (laughs) Oh, my God. That is horrible. Yeah,
0: I mean, it's going to it's so much is going to happen so fast so soon. It's just starting. Oh, yeah. listening to the bridge you know i want to go back to where ai came from because i think People have this weird idea that AI is supposed to be human and personal mm. and have voice or faces or be able to communicate like us. But actually, some of the first AI that came out wasn't human at mm. all. It was related to rocket technology. Mm. So one of the things that SpaceX was able to do by retrieving its uh, fuselage from the space is use AI. So at first it were was people trying to adjust it so that it landed. Obviously we all saw those explosions. Yeah. But eventually they had AI take over And copy human ideas about how to do it, but do it like, you know, thousands of orders of magnitude better. And then it just lands perfectly every time now Mm. because it's not humans doing that. It's not like a guy with a joystick landing the rocket. Mm. It's AI doing that. Mm. And so it's not even just like rocket landing technology, but it's rocket going into space. It's NASA uses it. China's National Space Agency uses it. It was all over the place. Then race cars started using all kinds of different advanced technologies, started using AI to do things faster than humans could. Then it became more human. It became more anthropomorphic. It started taking on Mm. our features, like our face and our voice and stuff. So it's really interesting how AI has evolved. Mm. But like I think I just mentioned, I feel like we're six months away from (laughs) everyone in the world needing to question where it's gone. We're really close to everyone being really scared. Yeah. Like you said earlier,
1: we shouldn't be scared, but I think we're going to be. <laughs> uh, probably, but I think we're allowed to have that emotion. But rationally, mm. there's nothing we can yeah. do to really stop it from going forward. But we can't always advocate for having policy and regulations around new technology. But I, I, I do want to say also that I think voice replication in some way is going to help with the visually impaired mm. users of mm-hmm. new technology, which is, also very, very important and in product design, people are always saying, especially for tech products, people are always saying, stop only designing for the 85% of the users because there's about 15% mm-hmm. of the users, which is a very high number, actually, mm-hmm. more than what we think, that are visually impaired. Mm-hmm. And actually, the, the number there is that 4% of the world population are visually impaired and mm-hmm. 0.6% are actually blind. Mm-hmm. I've seen um, this very amazing, what do you call these people, mountaineers, people who climb mountains for uh, professionally for a living. This uh, person, Mr. Zhang Hong, who also, who's also uh, visually impaired, he couldn't see. He can't see, but he he was able to mount the wow. the, the the Himalayas, not the Himalayas, the the yeah, the you know Mount Everest. Um, he he summited that. Uh, while being blind when we were together with him the other day I saw how he was using his phone to check messages mm. and send messages and when we read his post you wouldn't know because it's just as any anyone else's post but you know he has his ways and I heard how his phone was reading all the information to him and he had to kind of just go through the whole screen to know where things are and everything was read mm. at this speed so he can't even really but he could you know it's that speed but he could understand because his ears were trained for that mm. but imagine if AI I could understand what he's trying to do. He could just be like, Hey, I want to send a moment that with these photos that I just took, and this is the message I want to say. And, AI could just help him do that. And then AI could use everybody's voice and read their moments, uh, you know, their social media posts to him where he could actually hear how this person is saying it. Wouldn't that be fun for them as well?
0: That sounds absolutely amazing. Being able to include more people in a better experience of living their lives by giving them new options on how to engage with the world. Yes, You know, what's really interesting to me also Mm. about the fear of the technology is that everyone 10, 20, 30 years ago was afraid that AI was going to be sentient and that would be a big problem. (laughs) And that's not even on our radar anymore now. I mean, except for, you know, a few special people who are very focused on it. It's not on my radar. I'm certainly not afraid of that. Oh, really? I mean, not I don't think it's going to happen for 20 or 30 or 40 years. Okay. I think the real concern is people using AI for nefarious purposes. So, yes. like you said, like Alex is trying to be balanced. I'm trying to be balanced with Alex. Thank you for reining me in. <laughs> I'm sure that people were also really concerned in the 1980s when the personal computer was coming out. Oh, in. of course. But, oh my gosh, they have their own computer. They'll just be able to replicate any document they want yeah. and just print it at home. Yeah. And so the, imagine all of the terrible things they're going to be able to do with their own printer and computer yeah. at home. They can just copy bank statements yeah. and make them. At, so, they, yeah, they could. I mean, we ended up being okay and we created new safety features. So I guess maybe that's what we're going to have to do we're going to have to have new safety features to deal with these new disruptive technologies it's just happening right now a lot of things happening at the same time so we're going to have to adapt a lot so you know over the next few years we're going to have to learn a few new tricks to keep ourselves safe
1: and if we're allowed to be petty in one way or another to think about new technology being completely disruptive hey we've already had this many technology revolutions and information revolutions or whatever it'll be harder and harder to over completely overhaul something for the entire world so don't worry too much i would say but definitely stay updated on the recent technologies and just have fun with it real quick question for alex yeah this is we kind to do this
0: short we don't have a lot of time so I know it's a bit, huge conversation we should have on another show. But you seemed surprised that I was not afraid of strong AI. Are you? You think it's going to happen a lot soon? I,
1: I kind of... I, I just let me let me just say I am prepared for that to happen. And when that happens, mm-hmm. I think I've expressed this a couple of times on the show. If you've been listening to us, you know that Alex is going mm-hmm. to hide out on the island when that day when that day comes. <laughs>
0: oh, I forgot about the island. Right. The yeah, island yeah, the is island. always there.
1: Well, unless global warming <laughs> really hits us super hard. But I'm ready for my island mm-hmm. life.
0: Are other people allowed mm-hmm. on the the Alex uh, protect herself from A.I. Island? Um,
1: since I'm getting our podcast. Uh, swag in the mail. I'll <laughs> allow Jason and Summer to be there right, as well. <laughs> Thank you
0: so much. All right. If you enjoyed the show, please email us at we love the bridge at gmail.com and please subscribe. Thank you so much for joining the show. Thank Alex- you Jason,
1: see you next time.